Welcome to Soul Work Sessions. I'm Brittany Gray, owner of Soul Work Therapy Center. If you're wanting to hear real conversations surrounding mental health and wellness, you're in the right place. And that also means you might be ready to do the soul work. Expect to be encouraged, motivated, and challenged during our conversation today. Stick around to learn practical tips and coping skills to help you live your healthiest life. Your soul work session starts now. Listen, we're honestly just getting started. There's so much more in store for Soul Work Sessions. If you've been enjoying these sessions and you like to help support the podcast, please share this with others. Post about it on your social media and tag me at Soul Work Therapy Center and leave a rating and review. Your feedback means more than you know, and your support never goes unnoticed. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now let's get into this soul work session. Before we dive into today's topic, let's first define what soul work is in your assigned soul work for this session. Soul work is a guided introspective look at ourselves. It's the work that we do to improve our overall well-being. It's essential to who we are and who we will become. Soul work is everything. Looking out my window in October's golden light, I see a beauty unsurpassed, a truly lovely sight. Leaves are saying soft goodbyes as they come floating down to make a nature's carpet of yellow, red, and brown. Mountaintops now turn white for warm of winter's chills, while trees like golden rivers wind their way up through the hills. Throughout our world's creation, you will ever find it thus. Kaleidoscopes of color, in God's hand, the artist's brush. This poem is called Portrait of Fall by Elora M. Knight. For those that may not know, fall is actually my favorite season. And if I'm being completely real with you all, it's mainly because my birthday is in November and I associate this season with my special day. I also just love the cozy atmosphere, the change in cooler weather, the comfort and security of the holidays, the predictability of the endless Hallmark movies, the spiked hot cocoa, the comfort food my family cooks around Thanksgiving, the satisfaction I get when I hear the crunch sound from the leaves on the ground, the beautiful yellow, brown, and red colors of the leaves, and the swag, layering clothes, wearing sweaters, wearing cardigans, boots, beanies, all of it. Y'all, there's honestly just so much to love about the fall. And even though this season may bring up pleasant memories and feelings for me, I want to be sensitive to the people that actually dread this time of year. This soul work session is for you. There's another side to the fall and winter months, and it includes a type of depression that's triggered by the change in seasons. 
usually around mid to late October, ending in the springtime. This type of depression is called seasonal affective disorder, also known as seasonal depression. And it's characterized by an overall low mood and lack of interest in life. Our guest for today's session is someone I went to high school with. It's so dope how life works out because we met when we were children and now we are both adults thriving in our careers and colleagues in the same field. She's a licensed therapist that I respect, know, and trust, Marjorie Brown. Hi, my name is Marjorie Brown and I'm a licensed therapist from Dallas, Texas. I'm currently in my third year working with children and families in the school setting. I also work in a private practice, Embrace Counseling and Wellness. We are a Black female-owned practice. We serve clients of all ages with various concerns. Marjorie collaborates with her clients and believes anyone can move towards healing as long as they are willing to take the first step. While I work with all ages um, across the spectrum of concerns and issues, I have a heart for children and teens been working with them for years. Um, I have training in play therapy, and I utilize that in most of my day-to-day work. Not only does she have training in play therapy, she received her training from the University of North Texas, which is the top-ranked and largest play therapy training program in the world. Marjorie is also the assistant director of Embrace Counseling and Wellness. That's a private practice in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Marjorie, can you share with our listeners the best way they can get in contact with you? The best way to reach me is through email, um, or you can send a request through our website, embracecw.com. Okay, so I don't know about you all, but I have been going through a season of just sudden changes and shifts. Whether it's within my personal or professional life, I have been experiencing major transitions lately. One transition that I honestly dread the most is when we have to fall back and rewind our clocks one hour, symbolizing the end of daylight savings time. And apparently our official fallback day is always the first Sunday of November. This year it goes down on November 6th. Cleveland Clinic psychologist, Dr. Susan Albers states, when there is a shift in the season, and our access to daylight, our bodies struggle to adjust. And while many people like myself do look forward to the extra hour of sleep, the transition can have an impact on someone's psychological and emotional state. And it can also trigger seasonal affective disorder in some adults. So seasonal affective disorder is a type of depression that's specific to the fall and winter seasons. Um, You might also hear sad or seasonal depression as the same word for it. Um, Seasonal depression has two factors, really, a biological and a social one. So biologically, in the fall and winter, there is less sunlight. People are less likely to engage in outdoor activities. People are stuck in the house more, not really socializing as much. And so as a result, we have a drop in vitamin D and serotonin. And serotonin is that chemical in your brain that affects your mood. So the higher your serotonin levels, the better your mood. But if you're unable to go outside and 
exercise, for instance, or spend more time with your friends like you usually would, or the sun is not out as long, you're going to have less serotonin. Vitamin D also boosts that serotonin, and when you have less sunlight, you are just getting less serotonin than you would typically get in the summer and spring months. And so biologically, it's just you're going to feel sadder. Your sole work for this session is to engage in self-reflection by journaling. There are four most common types of depression, and then two that are unique to women. The first type is major depression. Second is persistent depressive disorder. Third is bipolar disorder. Fourth is seasonal affective disorder, also known as seasonal depression. And then the two that are unique to women, the first one is prenatal depression, also known as postpartum depression. And this type of depression includes major and minor depressive episodes that occur during pregnancy or in the first 12 months after delivery. And then lastly, there's PMDD. This type of depression is a severe form of premenstrual syndrome or PMS. And symptoms of PMDD usually begin after ovulation or towards the end of a woman's menstrual cycle. But the main difference between major depressive disorder and seasonal affective disorder is that seasonal depression is tied to the fall and winter months. Um, whereas major depressive disorder, it can happen at any time and isn't necessarily a result of the seasons or the weather. But the symptoms and the feelings are the same. So sometimes someone might think something is seasonal affective disorder because it starts in the winter, but you might go into the spring and the summer and still feel this way. And so that might be a sign that you're feeling more of a major depressive disorder versus a seasonal thing. According to healthmatters.org, Seasonal depression is estimated to affect 10 million Americans, or 3% of the population. An additional 10% may have mild cases. This disorder affects women four times more than men, and usually begins between the age of 18 and 30. So there are lots of things that could make someone more prone to depression. Um, genetics are a big one. So if your mother, father, or relative suffered from major depressive disorder, then it might be likely that you would too. Um, chronic stress, maybe from work or home life. Gender is a risk factor. Women report depression at higher rates. However, that might be because women tend to be more open about their emotions and feelings than men. But statistically, women are more prone to depression. Um, their history of trauma could be a reason that someone is more likely to develop depression. Loss of a loved one can trigger it. Everyone is different and our bodies react differently to certain stimuli. So whether the trigger or event is seemingly large or small, it could be a cause for depression. What are the common symptoms of seasonal depression? So some of the symptoms that someone who's experiencing seasonal depression might have is a sense of sadness, um, hopelessness, more isolation from friends and family, a lack of energy or desire to engage in activities that you typically enjoyed, overeating, sleeping more than you usually would, and in more severe cases, having thoughts of not wanting to live. 
And feelings like anything else are cyclical and meant to change. It's not that you should never feel sad or never feel like you have no energy to do something. When you're especially sleepy, that might be your body's way of telling you that you're tired, that you're overworked. But when you start to have these symptoms persistently and they last for days at a time and start to affect the way you engage with others, your work, your family life, your home life, that's when it's a sign that it might be more serious. If you are triggered by this discussion of seasonal depression, please take care of yourself and consider pausing this episode and coming back to it if and when you are ready, or you can listen with a loved one or friend. And as a reminder, this podcast is not a substitute for a diagnosis or the treatment of a mental illness. Please consult a physician or your mental health provider regarding any advice for your mental health and overall well-being. Journaling is something that I've always done as a child. I didn't know then, but now I realize how useful and beneficial it was for me. And now I can see why it was one of my favorite coping tools to use because it really helped preserve my sanity and peace of mind. Let's break your soul work into two parts. Part one. Learn the benefits of journaling. While journaling isn't a cure for seasonal depression or any other type of depression, the benefits of writing your thoughts, worries, feelings, and emotions down cannot be ignored. Benefit number one, journaling provides an outlet. It gives you a space to address all your feelings You can overshare in your journal because there's no boundaries and it's a safe and private space where you don't have to censor your thoughts. Benefit number two, journaling promotes a sense of calm. Journaling is a way to emotionally release any pent up feelings and thoughts that you may carry. And if you're honest with yourself while you journal, you can really let go of a lot of heavy emotions and thoughts which typically bring you to a state of calmness afterwards. Benefit number three, journaling provides solutions. Bottom line, journal prompts like the one I'm gonna give you today as your soul work are really just designed to help you think and process things through. The prompts are intended to help you get out of your own way and to come up with your own solutions to your problems. Benefit number four, journaling helps us gain perspective. Journaling can offer a deeper glimpse into our minds. It helps us understand why we react the way we do. And again, the more honest we are in our journals, the more perspective we are able to gain. Benefit number five, journaling keeps us accountable. Tracking your habits, working through the obstacles you encounter, and formulating plans to reach your goals will have a positive impact on your outcomes and in therapy. Benefit number five, journaling keeps us accountable. And lastly, benefit number six, journaling helps identify triggers and patterns. Keeping a written log of your moods and feelings can help you identify certain trends over time.
Since the pandemic, a lot of people are now fully working from home or doing some type of hybrid model with their job. They may work three days out of the week at home and maybe go in two days out of the week to the office. And since they no longer regularly commute to work as much, they are spending less time outside and more time indoors. This may be ideal for many, but for others, this could trigger seasonal depressive symptoms and increase their risk of seasonal affective disorder. For my people working from home, seasonal affective disorder can hit especially hard because you are indoors all day working, and then on top of that, you're just feeling the effects of the season. There are a few things that you can do to help alleviate some of those problems. Um, My first recommendation would be to get fresh air whenever possible. Even if it's just opening your window or stepping outside for a couple of minutes, it can make a big difference. Take stretching breaks or build in a quick workout into your routine. Add more things into your routine that could make you happy, like having a phone call to a friend or going to a coffee shop that you really like during your break. Um, Find ways to socialize, even if that's via the computer or on the phone, but also plan outings after work and on your weekends and really take advantage of that time that you're not working to break up your day and get a change of scenery. I've always used music as a way to cope with my anxiety and alleviate any heavy emotions. The use of music to cope with stress is an example of an emotions-focused coping strategy. During each solar session, I will announce the song or songs that I believe could be perfectly paired best with the episode. The songs will be music for our souls. Today's Soul Work session is great paired with four songs. Lovely Day by Bill Withers, Who You Are by Jesse J, Okay Not To Be Okay by DJ Marshmallow and Demi Lovato, and Free Mind by Tim's. My hope is that these songs can be the soundtrack of your week. I hope that they help encourage you, motivate you, and keep you going. As I was reflecting on my experiences around the holidays, couldn't help but to think about the amount of stress or anxiety I feel. I sometimes feel pressure from others, myself, my bank account, and it triggers an emotional roller coaster for me. So while holidays can definitely be a source of joy and happiness, we can also feel stress related to that. So a lot of people who are grieving someone feel that grief, especially around the holidays, because they're missing them and they're missing the traditions that they had. Um, You might also feel stress about being around family members that you typically aren't with. Um, You might start to notice your social status amongst those family members and friends. And it's the end of the year, so you might be reflecting on the goals you set for yourself the previous year and might feel guilty if you didn't smash every single goal. And so even though holidays are shown on TV as being a time with lots of family and friends and love, Many people feel extremely lonely around this time. So all of that on top of no sun, cold weather, um, it can be hard on anyone. Okay, 
So I think we've learned a lot about the risk factors and symptoms of seasonal depression. Um, Marjorie, can you share with us ways to manage it and also some advice for our listeners who may personally be struggling with this type of depression every year around this time? So first, I'd say not to put a judgment on any feelings you have. A lot of people feel like having any emotion that isn't quote unquote positive or easily digestible is a personal failing and it's just really not. Um, if I take a shower and I get out and I'm ashy, that doesn't mean that my skin is bad or that it failed in some way. It means that it's dry and it needs lotion. So I put on lotion to fix it. If I have these negative feelings and it's making it hard for me to function and feel my best, I'm going to do something about it. It's no reflection of you as a person. It's just a part of your life and you find ways to cope with it. The way that you manage seasonal depression is going to be dependent on you as an individual, but identifying ways to boost serotonin is going to be key. So moving your body and engaging exercise can work wonders. You can find a quick workout video on YouTube and implement that into your day. Fall is the perfect time of year to get outside and go on a hike or a walk before it gets too cold. Because of the lack of sunlight, um, you can go on Amazon and get a therapy light. And what that does is it mimics sunlight and helps alleviate some of those symptoms you might be feeling. Prioritize socializing with friends and family and getting some of that face-to-face -face time in as much as possible. Um, lots of people turn to alcohol, comfort food, or other substances to help cope with negative feelings. If that's something that you recognize in yourself, try to avoid engaging in those when you're feeling down. So that way your mind doesn't start to associate feeling depressed with an unhealthy activity or coping skill. And always know that you're not alone. Just because it's seasonal does not mean that you have to grit and bear it. We're not put on this earth to suffer. So reaching out to a therapist to help process those feelings can help you thrive through the season and not just survive it. Part two of your soul work. Write in your journal to help you cope with seasonal depression. Journal prompt number one. Name three songs that help lift your mood when you feel low and listen to them at least two times a day. Journal prompt number two. I feel most at peace when... Journal prompt number three. What personal needs am I neglecting right now? Journal prompt number four, pick one ideal feeling or emotion you like to focus on this week and brainstorm things you can do to experience this feeling each day. And lastly, journal prompt number five, what challenges am I facing and need to ask for help and support with? All right. I hate to say it, but we have to find a good stopping point. Is there anything else you would like to share with us? The way that you manage seasonal depression is going to be dependent on you as an individual, but identifying ways to boost serotonin is going to be key. 
So moving your body and engaging exercise can work wonders. You can find a quick workout video on YouTube and implement that into your day. Fall is the perfect time of year to get outside and go on a hike or a walk before it gets too cold. Because of the lack of sunlight, um, you can go on Amazon and get a therapy light. And what that does is it mimics sunlight and helps alleviate some of those symptoms you might be feeling. Prioritize socializing with friends and family and getting some of that face-to-face -face time in as much as possible. Um, lots of people turn to alcohol, comfort food, or other substances to help cope with negative feelings. If that's something that you recognize in yourself, try to avoid engaging in those when you're feeling down. So that way your mind doesn't start to associate feeling depressed with an unhealthy activity or coping skill. And always know that you're not alone. Just because it's seasonal does not mean that you have to grit and bear it. We're not put on this earth to suffer. So reaching out to a therapist to help process those feelings can help you thrive through the season and not just survive it. All right, everyone. I hope you all had a pen and paper out or stopped the episode to take notes because Marjorie dropped a lot of gems. Marjorie, thank you so much for sharing your expertise. It has been an honor to have you on this Soul Work session. I want to take a moment to give a special shout out to my dear friend, Chelsea Mitchell Ubre. Here's what she said on Instagram. The podcast is great. It's very calming to listen to after dropping the kids off at school in the mornings. Chelsea, thank you so much. Your feedback means more than you know, and every review helps. If you'd like to receive a shout out on a future episode, leave a review on the show on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. All right, that's all for now. Take good care. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Soulwork Sessions. Don't forget to join our community at soulworktherapycenter.com. To stay connected, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at soulworktherapy. If you have feedback on today's episode, email us at soulworksessions at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. I'm Brittany Gray, wishing you all the best on your journey towards healing. Take good care of yourself. Thank you.